Welcome to Besties for the Resties. I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy. Join us each week as we gab about faith, friendship, and everything in between. Our goal is to make you laugh and leave you inspired. So stick around and let the laughs begin. Welcome back to Besties for the Resties, episode 38. <laughs> we decided to record later in the afternoon so Candy could take a nap. And I gotta tell you, trying to keep my wildcat daughter awake for like almost two hours extra than normal. Oh, Savior Divine, hold my hand. No, it's fine. So it was my fault because I took too long. Like, it, it was definitely my fault. Like, I cut into your later nap time, so it's fine. But let me tell y'all. Literally, she, like, climbed my head like a helmet and wouldn't, like, and wouldn't get off. It was intense. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> we ain't got to get you down. <laughs> like, it's time for you to go. <laughs> but yesterday, I don't, why am I talking about her nap schedule? This is not even... <laughs> killer podcast content I've got over here talking about my child's naps which is not what our subject is going to be about today we have something really fun planned for today Candice would you like to introduce it it is our favorite fictional couples that we love well the ones that we could agree on yeah the ones we could agree on because let me tell you we straight up almost had a fight multiple times deciding this not like a fight breakup. You're like, yeah, like your little, little stats with your bestie. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, we agreed just to love each other, Republican, Democrat. <laughs> Which I am not a Democrat. Let's just say no, that I, I was just saying that, like, I wasn't saying you were a Democrat. I just mean, like, it's one of those love thy neighbors things. Like, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think some of them, she would agree with me. If she would just break down and read the book. <laughs> Y'all really. I, I mean, think one couple I didn't agree with you on. And it's just one. You're one. Shy out of all of them. No. Out of all of them. One. Whatever. No. Mm-mm. It's whatever. It's fine. Justice for Michael Moskowitz is all I'm saying. I just need someone who read the books to agree with me. Like, this is killer. Oh my it God. kills my soul that you think he's like this dweeb. He is a tech millionaire. You just don't even, you don't even know what you're missing. You don't even know what you're missing. Anyway, I also want to start off and preface this. This is a small, tiny list that we could agree on. And there's not going to be this. It really hurts my heart that there isn't one on here. But there is not a Jane Austen couple on here. And we want to say that is not because we don't love her. I am obsessed with her. Like, love, love Jane Austen. We both do. But I feel like we like a whole... Like, uh, no, uh, no, no, it should be a whole, whole, it needs to be a whole episode dedicated to her. Like, yeah. And I think when we do it, we should recommend like the best version of it out there. Cause there's a million yeah. versions of all these, but some of them are not as good as others, you know? No. But, which obviously always the book, but like when it comes to like, cause there's always like movies, TV series, like there's different versions of them and they are not all the uh-huh. same. You know what I mean? Some of them are like, oh man, some of them are really brutally bad. But some of them are so good. So you just gotta, we'll just, we've waded through the mire. And we can give you the best of the best. And and we found the nuggets. For sure. So, and also the reason why we couldn't pick a Jane Austen couple is because we both like different 
Like, I think everybody has their own personal favorite Jane Austen story. So, like, we kind of had different opinions on that. So, it would just take too long. So, definitely going to have to do a whole episode dedicated to Jane Austen. Uh-huh. So, getting into it. We try to do, like, a good mix. There's, like, a movie. We've got a couple books. Some of them, like, some of the books also have miniseries, TV shows, whatever. And then uh, a couple of TV couples that we really love and grew up on. So, so the very first couple that we're talking about is a well-known and loved pop culture couple. And that is Monica and Chandler from the TV show Friends. That's what we're going to start. We're uh, starting off hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Monica and Chandler, like, I think I love them so much because even when, like, they did, like, that flashback episode of, Oh, like, the like, what, what if? Like, what would have happened, and, like, she was still fat, and they still ended up together. Mm-hmm. Like, that, to me, was, like... Perfect. Uh, you know? Yes! That's what I was like, oh, Chandler, you're not just shallow, you know? Like, you're just... Oh, I just love him. So... Those episodes, like the one that could have been the two-part episodes where, like, Chandler decides to be a writer, Monica's fat, like, all the different stuff. To me, that proves that Monica and Chandler are ultimately soulmates and are the best couple on the show. I don't care what you say. Like, you know, honestly, I don't know that many people that are super fans of Ross and Rachel anymore. I feel like in the 90s it was a big deal, but now it's like... People don't like them as much. Is that just me? No, I mean, I okay. Back then, I was like Monica. I'm not Monica. I was like, you know, Ross and Rachel. But I always, always loved Monica and Chandler. Like the, they were to me. They were just so real as a couple. You know, like yes. I, I love them so much. And Ray, Ross and Rachel, they were so finicky. You know, like. Which I know that's probably like what the whole thing was about. Like, will they, won't they, and then like, boom, they will. But, like, in my perfect world, which I wanted, I may get like backlash for this, but I really wanted Rachel, like, and, Joey. Rachel and Joey together. Like, they were the best. The, them two, like, because they worked. I mean, I hate they only gave us like, a, like, it's like, they, it really could have worked. Like, if they wanted it to, it could have worked because. To me, uh, Joey and Rachel are so much alike. But in, like, the you know? right ways. Like, yes. Like, and, and not in any like, not in any mean way. Like, they, they just get each other, you know? And it was just, they, like, uh, they were robbed. They were robbed! Justice for Joey and Rachel, is all I'm saying. My perfect friends mashup, sorry to Mike, just to boot this man right out the door, but Phoebe and Ross would have been together... Rachel and Joey would have been together, and of course Monica and Chandler would stay together because that is perfection. Yes. So tell tell so why would you choose Phoebe and Ross? Because nobody could get Ross like Phoebe could. Like I think they challenged each other mentally. And if you go back and look at a lot of the older episodes, he relied heavily on Phoebe. They have like a really special relationship. And like remember the episode when he bought her the bike and taught her how to ride a bike? Yes. Like, they just had, like, such a sweet relationship. And I think, like, she would have just, like, given it to him a little bit. And not she knocked him down a couple of pegs, which he desperately yeah. needed. Because he was yes. so infuriatingly obnoxious. 
And I also loved whenever, um, like, he didn't tell Rachel that they were married still. And she was like, you love her because you re-love her. Like, <laughs> like she just knew so much about everything. And, yes. it's like, and, and like you said, he did rely on her because he relied on her a lot doing all that, you know? Yes, emotionally. I'm telling you, they should have been together. They really okay. should have been. So now that we've got off of our, tan- like, we've rabbit trailed on all the couples of friends that we wish could be. But yes, Monica right. and Chandler, let's just go through and talk about how precious they are. Because they are so oh, precious. They really are. Oh, my favorite. So, go ahead. My favorite. Okay, one of my most favorite moments of Monica and Chandler is I think when Monica and Chandler are engaged and they get on, like, Phoebe and Rachel break it to Monica that she's high maintenance. Do you remember that episode? And she's like, I'm not high maintenance. And it's like, oh, girl, (laughs) sis, you are so (laughs) high maintenance. And literally, uh, like, at the very end of the episode, like, Chandler's like, well, you are high maintenance, but I like maintaining you. And you're just like, like I know. Uh, melts your heart. Yes. And then the episode where she gives like a really bad massage <laughs> and like always tries to like fix it. Like, that's what I loved about Chandler is he's not a romantic, but like he was romantic, like with Monica, you know, like he loved her like out of all the girlfriends he had on there like monica was so so different you know like he just i just loved it she made him like kind of she softened him up a little bit because he was so like hard-hearted i guess kind of he was so like bitter because of his parents and stuff like he had such a hard time but he yes oh they were just so cute together they just really worked yes and then whenever he whenever they are like uh, about about her giving bad massages, and he like just saves the day every. He's like, but you give the best bad massage, <laughs> like just like he knew how to work her, like in but not yes. in a bad way. Like he knew how, like in a good way. He knew, so it was like, oh, like it's so sweet. And when he and she's like, so you're saying if there was an award, I would get it, like the best. Yeah. And he's like, the award would go to you. <laughs> Oh, so cute. Like, he just, he really, like, he put, like, he put up with her crazy. You know what I mean? Like, you always talk about how, like, she puts up with him, but really he puts up with her. Because she was so, she was so much. She was so much. And I don't, you don't really realize it. Well, I mean, maybe you do. But, like, she's just, she's a lot. Like, she's a lot. And he just, he just loves her through it. And I'm just like, hmm. Such a soft spot for like men that put up with crazy women. Just warms my soul. They were just bad cute. But especially the like uh that like that is my favorite part. Like I rewatched that over and over again when Monica and Chandler still get together, like so That was cute. my favorite. You God, that's so it's like you do, you really do. And just I mean, and they went through a lot as a couple too in the show. Like, yes. God, when you think they're not, like, when they get engaged or when he's trying to do it, get proposed to her, and she thinks he doesn't want her proposed to him. Oh. And it's, like, that whole, which, shout out to my man, Tom, so you got to reappear. But uh, that was the only time I was, like, oh, like. Whatever. My man. He didn't but, pick her. And that's um, what, when, when Chandler's, like, you're too late, you could have had her. Yes. Like. Yeah, and, like, it's my turn. Like, I want her. And it was, like, uh. <laughs> And then she ends up proposing to him. I just, 
This is my favorite. First of all, no, she didn't. Because she's like, there's a yeah, reason my girls don't do this. Yeah. Like, oh, I love it. And she's on the balcony, I'm engaged. <laughs> like, oh, that would be one day. But, uh, oh, that, so and funny. then when, like, when they couldn't have a baby. Oh. And, like, he just, oh. And then whenever that girl wasn't going to pick him, and he was like, she was born to be a mom. Like, oh. just please let her, like, Oh, it was so good. He just loves her so much and, like, is always willing to do whatever to, like, make her dreams come true, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Oh, he's so perfect. Just Chandler Bing. Really, I think that's what this is, is a Chandler Bing pose. Like, I know. <laughs> like, I love me some Chandler Bing. <laughs> which, I love Monica, but he just, oh, that's the way he loves her. So precious. Really, this should probably be five fictional men that we really love. I'm feeling like that's what this is going to be the theme. Like, it's not going to really be. Because all these girls were like, what are you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, next, let's go ahead and move on to couple number two. So, we're going to take it back to the ye olden days. The industrial <laughs> era. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And we're going to talk about Elizabeth Gaskell's North and South, the most uh, iconic couple, John Thornton and Margaret Hale. Whew. And if, shout out, if you've never seen it, you need to do yourself a favor and do it. It's four episodes and you won't, you will not. You won't regret it. Also, it's free on Kindle, I'm pretty sure, and on iPhone because it's such an old book. So if you want to just read the novel, oh, yes. so good. But, um, I don't think it's available anywhere, but you could probably rent it, like, on Amazon or something. You should buy it. I'm telling you, you rent it, you rent it, and you're going to be like, why didn't I buy that? Because I'm going to want to watch it next moment. Like, it's just so good. Good. I love the episodes because it just makes you, like, I don't know, like, get involved more, you know? I think that there's only that miniseries. That's the only one. I was trying to think. I don't think there's another one, but that is all you need. Let me tell you right now. Like, yes. so good. Richard Armitage. I think it's how you say his name. Armitage. I'm a, I'm saying that wrong. I know I am. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Whew. Beautiful. It's beautiful. He is just... Uh, there's so many parts. We don't, I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but who are we kidding? We're going to spoil it because it's obviously, you know, they get together. But um, they, oh God, when he pours out his heart to her and she's just like, no. But then again, like she thinks other things are going on behind the scenes. Communication is a lot. Like if you would just talk it out, like it just aggravates me. Yeah, that's, I think that's the whole thing about every romantic movie is this could be solved in two to five minutes if you would just clearly communicate everything that is going on on both sides yes. of the world. But okay, uh. so basically like in case you haven't read North and South or watched the movie, basically the premise is this girl is a pastor's daughter and she's from the south of England, which is like the beautiful, sunny farm part of England. And then there's the industrial north where there's lots of, um, like cotton mills and things like that. Like it's like a, it's like a, it's a city. So her dad is like a pastor and he steps down from the clergy because of a personal conviction. And basically they're destitute. Like the mom and her and the dad have to move to the north because they give up their parish. And she's just so distraught because she loves, she loves the the south like it's like really beautiful 
It's just, like, beautiful countryside. She moves to this, like, dark gray, low-key depressing part of England and is super miserable. And she starts... Very, very poverty. Yeah, like, lots of poverty. And um, her dad kind of becomes a tutor and takes on, under his tutelage, Mm -hmm. Mr. John Thornton. And also, I believe they rent the house from him as well. So, basically, she's, like, pretty independent. Like, her dad has raised her to be kind of a bossy broad, you know what I mean? Which was not very popular back in the day. Really not that popular now either because people can be hateful about that. But anyway, <laughs> something we need to work on. But, um, basically, she starts getting involved with these cotton mills because, like, the there's, like, really not a lot of rights treat the people badly okay i gotta quit talking about this because this is gonna be i'll talk but basically he owns a cotton mill and he's like a wealthy he's a wealthy business owner and he owns this cotton mill and like her first encounter with him someone has lit a cigarette in the cotton mill and that could set the whole place on fire so he like literally goes downstairs and like beats this man up like honest to goodness like Takes a couple swings at him and kicks him. And so she's like, what a monster. And it's just about, like, he just, like, almost immediately loves her. And her, like, realizing he really is a good man. Because he really is a good man. And you're just. the best man. Like, so sweet. But he just has no tolerance for, like. like, People putting it. moral driven. Yes. But like he but like that guy that did that put the whole yeah. mill in danger like people could have burned up in a fire. So it's just like he's very strict. Like he's a very strict man. But let me tell you, that man, the way he loves her, you're just ugh, so good. Oh my lord. And she just like when he like proposes to her and she's like cuz there's other things going on and she thinks that he's doing it because you know, other reasons. Basically, like, she made he herself really love her. like this riot is happening outside of his house because, like, a lot of the plot also has to do with like the the workers of these cotton mills. They're like mm-hmm. kind of rioting and like better rights as workers. Like they're trying to like get better conditions for their their work. So they're like at his house like a mob. And this girl, she's so mean to him, but at the same time, like, also, you know, she's, like, a little bit in love with him. Because she, like, literally, like, someone throws a stone at him, and she throws herself in front of this stone. Like, it's going to protect him. I'm like, obviously, the man can take care of himself. And so, he, like, carries her in, and he's just like, look what you've done. Like, oh, so good. And, uh, oh, it's just so good. So, like, that's the reason why she thinks he's proposing is because, like... She's put herself in a compromising position. Because, you know, back then, like, if a man saw your ankle, he'd pretty much seen you <laughs> unclothed. So, you had to yeah. had to be betrothed. So, that's why she's like, you don't got to marry me or whatever. Oh, my gosh. And then he just, like, grabs at her. But it's like this, like, declaration of, like... But it's not even, like, he's, like, broken. Like, he literally, like, wants to cry. And he's, like, I did this because I love you. I'm bearing my soul to you. And you don't even care. And you're just, like, I I care. I care, John. (laughs) I care. Hey, John A. Yeah, like, Mr. Thornton, I care. Like, And then when she gets in the carriage to leave, he's, like, look back at me. And you're just, like, you fool. Like, oh, my God. It just kills you. Because he's so broken. Like, so broken after that. 
Oh, so good. You, and I'm then, telling you guys, I feel like we're making it. I don't know if we're doing it justice to this. Honestly, this is like oh. us fangirling, so this may be the most boring podcast ever, but it's fine. Literally, like, I promise you, you will ride us and be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, because it's so good. If you are a fan of, like, Jane Austen, Jane Eyre, anything like that, if you are a fan of that kind of stuff and you haven't seen North and South or read the book, I promise you, you will love this. Like, you're going to love it. Just... It's... Yeah. We'll be waiting for our thank you cards <laughs> in, uh, in the comments. <laughs> for real. You want to just Venmo us for that? No, I'll pick it. I'm just joking, obviously. <laughs> uh. It's so good. It's so good. And, oh, at the end, like, whenever, cause it's like everything's going down. Like, he's kind of, like, he had to, basically has to sell his business because it's, like, going down. Like, everything's going downhill. Yeah. And, she like figures out a way to save everything kind of and she's coming back to tell because she's left and she's coming back to tell him and he's going to her because he wants to like tell her how much he loves her and body body blah and like they meet at this train station and oh my god folks and he thinks she's with another man and she's like, oh, no, 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 like, he's, like, my business partner. Like, we're, we like, we've come to basically explain to you, but let me get him so he can explain this because I can't explain it very well. And, oh. And he's like, like no, you explain it. <laughs> yes, like, I want to hear you explain it. And just, like, grabs her. And mind you, this whole entire movie, they have not touched. They have not kissed. I mean, nothing. And, like, he grabs her hand, and you're like, Ah! like <laughs> finally and he grabs her hand he's like you explain it to me and uh and so she does and then he ends up like kissing her and then again you're like ah because i mean this whole entire movie or not movie but show has went on and you're just oh waiting for them to finally come together and admit their feelings and it is so satisfying even even this spoilery version it's still i promise you you really haven't spoiled like we're not doing it justice your heart will still flutter when you watch it i guarantee if you don't i'm there's something wrong with you i just want to let you know right now like you are a stone inside if that movie doesn't make you feel things if that mini series doesn't make you feel things so on to couple number three. We're journeying back into the present now <laughs> with another iconic television couple. And I think this is probably like the one of the most iconic couples. Like, I bet you could even guess it. But it is Jim and Pam from The Office. Like, oh my gosh, Jim and Pam. So precious. Their, their whole. Like, the building up to them getting together, it is, oh my god, it is everything. It was so good, and to me, they proved that you can get together, and it and it will still be good. Because they, they got together, like, in the second season, pretty much. Second or third season, I'm trying yeah. to remember exactly when. But, like, it was so good. And just, like, the little simple, I think that was what was so great about The Office, was it wasn't really glamorous. Like, even their relationship, like, he proposes to her in that gas station. You know what I mean? Like, when they're meeting halfway when she's at that art school. And you're just, like, your heart swells. Like, it's like a gas station in the background. But you don't even care because it's like they're so in love and they just can't, like, he can't wait to start the rest of his life with her. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yes. To me, their love story proves like, like your relationships with people is what makes life beautiful. Cause like that whole show, like I think the reason why, cause like I know a lot of people, the first season they were like, this is stupid. I don't like it, but it's cause it was kind of like beigey and awkward. You know what I mean? But it's like, it was all about these little stolen moments with people that were so beautiful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just, the way he loved her, like the day, like the diversity episode, whenever it's like super brutal and like, you know, for Jim, it was a terrible day because it's like just like a cringe fest the whole way through. But she falls asleep on his shoulder and he's like, today was a pretty great day. And you're just like, ah, like tears in the eye. Yes. Oh, God. And their wedding. Oh, gosh. That was my favorite. Like, oh, my gosh. Their wedding. Just the whole, like, and the, like, whenever he's talking about falling in love with her. And he's, like, gives the speech at the rehearsal center. And he's, like, everyone kept asking me, what are you waiting for? Like, she's with another guy. Why are you doing this? Like, what are you waiting for? And he's, like, I was waiting for my wife. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's just filled to the brim with beautiful speeches from Jim Halpert. Everybody needs a Jim. Like, oh, my gosh. He is just, he's a bomb. He was. Well, he was pretty good. He definitely had his moments, especially towards the end. They kind of proved to me, like, that Jim wasn't perfect. Because, like, whenever Mm -hmm. he took that job and did stuff, like, he kind of did some crazy stuff. But it was, like, it was still so sweet. That episode, I'm telling you, man, like, that show could wreck me. Like, my dad laughs. Like, he, I I think I ruined the tender moment with my dad because I can remember we were watching it, like, in real time. And it was when Jim and Pam were, like, struggling in their marriage. Do you remember that? Yeah, and you thought they were going to get a divorce because was, it was so bad in their marriage. It was horrible. Like, because like, he they didn't really talk a whole lot. It was just, oh, God. And then, like, he's leaving to go back to Philly and he's getting in the cab and they haven't hugged or anything. Do you remember that episode? And then, yeah. like, he gets in the cab, and you're just, like, about to, I, like, I know, I was about to Because cry. you think that they're finally going to make headway. Like, they, you know, like, and it's like, they just, they just leave it. They just goes. And you're like, okay, well. But then he stops the cab and runs back to her and hugs her. And then it does the, the, the first Corinthians 13, the love is patient, love is kind. I literally was a hot mess of emotion. Just like oh God. bawling my eyes out. And my dad looks at me and he's like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I think it was too, because it was like, it was after I was married. And it's like, that is so true. Like there are times when you literally like, you have to choose to like work at it and to love each other. So it was just such a like real and accurate thing. Like it was just beautiful. Like it just killer <laughs> what are you laughing at me for i'm laughing at you because you do like oh man but yes it was like that was that it killed me I, I i mean i did cry too i did cry i didn't watch it in real time but i it, i did cry a lot and then at episode. the very end like whenever the video people make him a video of all their moments together like at the very end ugh. oh man that was so sweet so precious. And then it's like whenever he writes on a piece of paper, like, and it's like Pam, Cece, the baby, everything else, like, of what matters. And you're just like, ah, 
so good. Oh, yes. And on her wedding day, when she's, like, crying because her veil rips. And she's like, everything's just not working out. And he cuts his tie. Oh, yes. That is some perfect writing right there is all I'm saying. Like, the people, they deserve an Emmy. Who's next? All right. So, next on the list is... We're going back in time. I feel like we're really bouncing back and forth between past and present here. <laughs> we're going we're going way back. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. Why do I want to keep going with this? <laughs> I know, for real. Because the Cupid Shuffle is the most catchy song in the entire world. Like, I dare someone not to bounce along to that any anywhere you yeah. go. You may be against dancing, but when that song comes on, you're like, what's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it. You can't. All right, so then number four is Jane Eyre and Mr. Rochester. Yeah. So. It's so so more good. of a darker film, but so, so romantic. Like, I the, love it. Oh, it's very, like, I can remember, I want to say it was Hope. Trying to get Hope to read that book. Because Hope does not like when it's, like, super depressing and her, it is it starts off like beyond depressing hope was like yeah, when am i gonna like this even me my my roommate melanie was the one that suggested it to me in college she was like it's a must she's like you've got to read jane Eyre. like you you have to and then i remember after i read it it was like what have i been doing all of this time you know like it was so oh so good just mm-hmm. perfect what i love about jane Eyre is that charlotte bronte Literally, she was talking about like like in like her and her sisters, I believe, were talking about it, and she was like, "I am going to write a story where neither character is beautiful because like someone was basically saying like if if the characters aren't beautiful, then no one wants to read about it." And she's like, "I'm going to make a book about two plain people, and I'm going to make make you fall in love with them." And that's literally kind of what it does because if you read the descriptions, like. Jane or Mr. Rochester, neither one of them are supposed to be really beautiful people. You know what I mean? Like, they're supposed to be kind of plain or average looking. And it's just about, like, how extraordinary they are together and in their personalities. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very, Mm -hmm. very funny stuff. And Jane and Mr. Rochester. (laughs) It's good stuff. He is. Oh, I am. So good. Also, we do so, need to address, like, the lady in the closet. Like, I think we're going to have to talk about that. Because you can't exactly call them, like, total goals. Because he did try and hide a whole life from her. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> I mean, he, yeah, I wouldn't say he's, like, but I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's terrible that I was, like, it's okay. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, we can just, you know. <sighs> but... Probably because I'm like a little crazy. Who knows? But he, uh, but yes, he does try to hide the bride, and then they're gonna get married. Him and her, and then she finds out about the bride, and it's a whole thing. And oh my gosh, the okay. So I like the movie. I do like the movie, but like, and I there's like a mini series of it. Yeah, and I love the mini series. Like, love it. Yes. So much. Because it gives you so much more than the movie does. Or, you know, because I didn't read the book. So, therefore, the, it gives me more than the movie would. And I love every little thing I can get, you know? 
Yes. I think you should try reading the book because it really is good. It's like very depressing in the beginning just because she has such a, a hard, sad life. But it ends so good. And I think that's why it's so satisfying is because her life was so hard. Like when she does finally get to be with him, it's like this beautiful, sweet thing. Like it's very, for all of the grief her life brought her, her life has so much good towards the end of it. Like not even towards the end of it, but like whenever her and Mr. Rochester finally get together. And it's just, oh, so precious when he come, when she comes home to him. Yes, but when she leave or when she's like about to leave, and okay, in the movie, when he is like, like and like just hey, like oh my god, he's just so like not violent, but so like, you know, I could break you with my thumb, and then she's like, I'm I'm about to leave, and then he's just like, oh god, like she's crying, he's crying, and then she has to like leave. It's just oh, I can't. It's so goes so, so good. What I feel like there's a running theme that a lot of these men, like especially in these older in these older books or movies, like whatever you watched or both, like these men are a little savage. Like there's something to that, you know what I mean? Like they're all like, "I could break yeah. you," and you're just like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> What's wrong with us that we're like, "Okay"? <laughs> I just that's the way God made us. We want men who are like protectors. Men, you yeah. Know. I'm married to a savage. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the most romantic things. Like, that's probably weird that that's romantic. But Augustine, we were talking about Marines. Like, I don't even think he was the one that told it to me. You know what I mean? But someone was like, yeah, like, Marines are trained that whenever they walk into a room, they figure out how they would kill everybody in the room. Like, that's an honest-to-God thing that the military puts in them. Like, that's a oh, wow. kind of a brutal thing. And I can remember, I was like, wow, like, I don't know why I find that attractive. Is there something wrong with me? Like, that that is like, and it's not like I want him to kill people. Maybe I should clarify that. But it's like, the fact that, like, he just has, like, that warrior. Maybe I should stop talking. So I just don't, I just don't like I need therapy. So I'm going to stop. No, I mean, us as women, we want protectors. And, I mean, I, that, it's, it's it's attractive. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm crazy too because I'm like, that is so sweet. <laughs> but that was one of the Not sweetest sweet, things because like- I like literally, I was like, so I know that Marines like they try to find a way to kill everybody. I was like, how would you have killed? Like, I said, did you like have a way that you would kill me? And he's like, no, I could never think that way about you. He was like, my brain couldn't even fathom it. And so it was just like, there's something about a man who could be a savage but is like, gentle and protective of you that it's just like yes. swoon. like that was what was so like you're the first one it. he couldn't think of how to kill uh <laughs> like perfect nowadays i'm sure he could probably think of a way or two when i'm getting on yeah. his nerves <laughs> mm. when i'm making that I, fifth what? trip to ross in one week like but yeah that was i just i think there is women want someone who's a little savage which he is like there's He's not a perfect man, but they're just their romantic moments in getting back to Jane Eyre and Mr. Rochester. Mm-hmm. But like they're like they're I don't know, like they have this like their souls are connected. It's kind of like they they think so alike in so many ways. Like and they've both been hurt, but like the way they find solace in each other's company is just yes. so like oh and whenever he knows that she will not like, whenever 
like in the beginning whenever they're kind of falling in love and he like wants her to admit that she loves him and he like she's playing it so aloof and so he's like I'm gonna send you away like he's done all this stuff just to like basically make her admit how she feels because he's too yeah, chicken to like, just tell her how he basically made feels. her like cry mm. like why do you want me to leave like you know am I good for you like it was just like really dude like you can't just be like a man and be like I like you. You had to toy with her. <clears throat> Honestly, I would say in this one, the better person in the couple is definitely Jane. Like, <laughs> he's kind of, yeah. like, he's kind of, wor- like, talking about it, I'm like, you know, he did a lot of really, <laughs> a lot of really shady stuff. I don't know if we should love him. <laughs> <laughs> but for some reason, I do. What's wrong with me? It's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, a little bit toxic, but still iconic couple that we love would be Mr. Rochester and yeah. Jane Eyre. They are not perfect, but just so good. And, like, the speeches, oh, man, like, whew, it's good stuff. Very good uh. stuff. We are at our fifth and final couple of the of the episode. <laughs> and we're taking it back to the early 90s, or, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. With everyone's favorite flirt to convert couple. And that is... They really made me think it was possible. She really did. Yeah. And that would be Jamie and Landon from A Walk to Remember. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I recently let my niece... We, like, rewatched that for the first time. And she was, like, a complete wreck. Like, it was like, man, like, should we have watched... I mean, she was like wreckage i was like good lord i mean could not it was bad i mean she loved it but it was just like you know but it oh god they're just so god they're just so good like he first he's like so mean and so like and like in in the beginning when she's like promised not to fall in love with me and you're like okay sis like someone thinks highly of themselves (laughs) you know which obviously she's right, so maybe we should have more confidence, like Jamie, because yeah, good lord, that's right. in the her one time. sweater and those greasy bangs, and he was chasing yeah. right after. Her. And, yeah, and then like she's the one that made me. I wanted to go up to a certain boy at school and be like, "I don't want you to fall in love with me." <laughs> <laughs> Shush! Promise you won't. Yeah. <laughs> Just say yeah. you won't. <laughs> uh, she's the one that made me like. Hmm, could I do that? <laughs> It did not work, in case y'all were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is funny stuff. I like Me and Mom, because it, it was on Netflix, I think, like in July. Sorry, I know some of y'all completely canceled out Netflix. We have not, because if you're going to get rid of it, you got to get rid of all of it, in my opinion. Anyway, so uh, we were watching it, and as a mom, that beginning... When they make that boy jump in the pool and he is like paralyzed, I just want to say that is so much more stressful and hurtful. I'm like, I literally, I cried. I cried like, and I'm like, mom's like, this is not even really a major thing in the movie. I'm like, I know, but they just, they were going to leave that boy. They just left him there on the pier. Like, it just killed me. He really needed her to whip him into shape, is all I'm saying. But also, yeah, that don't they don't really work too well normally. Like the making a man, making a man change. Like that don't happen a ton in real life. But no, no. What a beautiful fiction thing. That is one instance where the movie is a thousand times better than the book. The book was so like nothing. 
Like nothing in comparison. It's like set in the 50s and really cheesy. And like his bad boyness is like he eats peanuts in a like a cemetery. Honest to God. That was the really the bad boy thing that he does in the book. I remember I started it and it was like, wow, yeah, that this is not going to be good. <laughs> like it just was not as good as the movie. So I'm telling you right now, don't waste your time on the book. The movie is. And I don't say that often. Like with most all of these, I would say the book is the best version. But uh-huh. no, in this case, the movie is a thousand times better. Oh, my word. Like there's just so many. It also, did that not make having a star named after you seem like the most romantic thing that could Golly, ever happen? Golly, that or just like, I don't know. It was just so much simpler. Like in the, like when he took her to her uh, like two places at once. <gasps> or in, oh, my word. Oh my God. I was like, ah. That is the most romantic. And when Dancing in the Moonlight starts playing, that song, if I hear that song right now, my heart, it's just like one of those, mo- like, it's a part in a movie that will make your heart explode. It's like, <laughs> so romantic. I really feel like that's what started Bucket List becoming a thing. Do you not? Because, like, I don't really remember them being a thing before before no, that movie. That, and then whenever he does her list, and then, but before that even, whenever he's, like, falling in love with her, and you're like, oh, my God, it could be a thing. When she starts singing that song, oh, and you see in the school like, play. falling in love with her. And you see his ex-girlfriend having a panic attack in the audience. And the dad, (laughs) that poor pastor dad, sweating in the front. Oh, golly. And then when he he kisses her, it's like not even in the script. Like A little unscripted action there. I was like, oh, my dang. It was good. So good. And having a heart attack and that girlfriend like it's over for me <laughs> oh when they're mean to her and he punches his best friend and takes her out like he he takes her oh. outside and gets her out of there yes. just the the angsty drama of it all when she's yes. like I can't go out with you you have to ask my father <laughs> oh. that's a, that like they really made you think like or for me anyway, that, you know, Clark to convert is po- was possible. Like, well, first of all, I'm, I am living, <laughs> my marriage is living proof that flirt to convert is possible, <laughs> but it has to be like Jamie and Landon. It has to be done carefully and with the consent of the man of God in your life. <laughs> God, I love that you all. Always... Oh, anyway, it's funny. But, uh, I always what? Go ahead. Finish it. No, it wasn't bad. It was like you always, like, anytime you tell that story, it's like, put your for it, but make sure, like, the man of God is okay with it. Like, But for real, though, I mean, like, there's got to be parameters. So you got to have boundaries. Well, because it's like, I don't want to just be like, you can go up to, like, any old hottie and be like, come on and come to church and you'll find, like, it's no. Like, it's, it's, it's hard work, really. It really is a ministry. <laughs> I joke. I joke. That I have not tapped into. I don't know how to tap into. It's fine. <laughs> oh gosh, not an easy one to tap into. I'll say that's like a really. It's a. It's good. first of all, if it's a ministry, we got a problem. Like it shouldn't be a multiple, <laughs> no. multiple situation. But oh, oh man. man, I just Landon. Oh man, he was the cats me out. Shane West. Good lord, he was fun. 
And he's That's just kind of, he fizzled out. Like, he just really. He really did. Fizzled he, he right really on did. out. Oh, man. But whenever he goes back to the dad's ha- house after he's passed away and he's like, I just wish she could have gotten her miracle. And he's like, well, Landon, you were her miracle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Best impression you've ever done in your life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can, you, can you do it again for me? I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I won't. and shut my muscle. I can't do it. I won't do it, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, God, that's just a good, good movie. It, oh, man. I- but seriously, Jamie and Landon were just, oh, so precious. And that's, like, just a good, wholesome movie overall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what we were trying for the most part, which, I mean, like, The yeah, Office and Friends, debatable on how wholesome it is, but if you didn't, like, you could say you didn't watch it, but I'm going to call you a liar is all I'm going to say on those. Well, like, especially with, like, these older shows, it was just, like, really good, wholesome stuff. And with Walk to Remember, it was it was just very wholesome You know what I mean? Like, just tender little, tender little stories. Yes. <sighs> those were, like, they were so good. And, and like... I think the reason why I love, like, the Jane Eyre and the Jane Austen and stuff like that is because they weren't, like, it wasn't bad. You know, like, it was like you could actually watch them and not have to be like, oh, you know. Well, in my mom's opinion, if you can make it through them. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't care for the whole, uh, she doesn't care for the whole you know, Jane Austen and Northanger Abbey. And She's more Jane a, a Hallmark kind of clean kind of thing. Like she is a, very much Hallmark all the way and NCIS if you ask her. But she's <laughs> but like she she loves the Hallmark, which yeah. is it's good. But I don't know. I do agree to disagree. I cannot do a Hallmark. Like I just. Yeah. I know they're like they're, to me they're so cheesy. Like it's like you can you know like you know what's gonna happen. Like they're gonna. The flirt, they're gonna get mad and break up, and then they're gonna be like, Oh no. There'll be a kiss Come under back. a Christmas tree, and the snow magically starts. <laughs> like, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Uh, I wish you could see what I just saw because I just saw <laughs> Candy get palmed by Sister Audrey. She's <laughs> <laughs> precious. <laughs> For giving away her secrets of Hallmark and NCIS. <laughs> yeah. And her not her not liking the whole Jane Eyre and stuff. If you can make it through them, she says she can't. When I start one, she like gets out and she's like, "I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna come <laughs> over the yard. Like, you can't. She can't handle. But they're so good. I know. I know. But, but everybody likes hanged. different stuff. But we hope maybe we've given you. We probably haven't given you a new suggestion because a lot of these are pretty obvious. Again, we'll probably do an entire podcast about the Jane Austen books, movies, miniseries. Because let's be real. Every single one of them has iconic couples. Just so good. So, is there anything else we want to add? Are all hearts and minds clear on the subject of fictional couples? I think we are. I think we're good. Obviously, we agree to disagree. (laughs) On Michael Moskowitz. Like, I really, I can't. I just, 
I'm telling you. I just want to read, like, there's like two scenes I want to read to you when he is just being such a perfect gentleman. And you would change your mind. You'd be like, I recant. I apologize for doubting you. Like, <laughs> I, I, logically, you're right. But at the same time, with me being just a stubborn person, it would be like, I don't know. <laughs> and then it would go from a little fight to a big one, and I'd flip a table. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, I, <laughs> and the best thing is, I probably wouldn't move my stance. I'd do it just to be a brat. Don't oh. me that I just can't like. You're stubborn. <laughs> You're incredibly stubborn. <laughs> I know, but I it's know. fine. So am I. So it's an endearing trait. <laughs> yeah, it's all be work. <laughs> but seriously, guys, reach out to us. I'd love to get an email at we are besties for the resties at gmail.com. <laughs> we have yet to receive one email, but we would love to hear from you. We would. Or if you want to DM or us on Instagram or yeah, message us on Facebook, also options. Nobody really even emails anymore, if you think about it. But I mean, if you want to like DM us, you know, like on mess, Facebook Messenger and or Insta. We would love to hear from you. We really would, because we want to know who your favorite fictional couples are. Because this is like, this is fun And then stuff. maybe we could talk about them, like, do like another one, and we could talk about, you know. Some yours. of the fan responses to this. Let us know if you agree or disagree. So, until next time. Well, that's a wrap on this week's show. We hope you tune in again next Thursday. Until next time, I'm Hannah. And I'm Candy, and we are besties for the resties.